have a gallery view. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to More Than Real Estate. I'm Vanessa Lee out in San Antonio, Texas. Anna Daly out in Philly. And Aura Hernandez here in Worcester, Massachusetts with one of my awesome agents here, <laughs> Gabby. Welcome, Gabby. She's also in the Worcester area or Central Mass area. Um, she's also an agent here with EXP. And we're so excited to bring her on because she knows the wellness, fitness, real estate, investing, all the things. So we're going to dive into quite a bit of stuff. So go ahead, Gabby formally introduce yourself and take them all to church. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I love the idea of more than real estate and kind of what you said, like, that's what I want to live by. It's like, yeah, I love real estate, but I'm also in the fitness space. I've just got into that, you know, a handful of years ago, um, big into just wellness, taking care of your body, saying yes, mindset, personal growth and all that stuff. Cause when you have kind of that whole package, the possibilities are, are endless. So yeah, I'm in Massachusetts, born and raised and excited to be here. Nice. We're so, so pumped to have you on. So yeah, we'll dive in. Any questions, girls? Yeah, <laughs> so let's get let's, into it. Yeah. So, talk oh, go, more. Girl. so I know kick it by Eliza. I've been following your Instagram. So tell us more. I'm always interested to hear about all these different workout types. So can you break it down? Yeah. So, um, Eliza is actually another local. She's from Massachusetts. She went to UMass Amherst in the Western part of the state here. And she actually created this when she was in college. So she's 31 now. And so she's been doing it for the last almost 10 years or so. And it's evolved for her to the point where for the last, I would say seven years, she's been certifying instructors to teach the, the fitness method. And it's basically the easiest way to put it. It's a cardio kickboxing style workout, but it combines elements of traditional boxing, but it's all music driven. So it's really just a fun way to try something new, to move your body. And just, it's all about community and finding something that you love. That's going to obviously get your heart rate up, but just be kind of a one size fits all. You can make the most of it, you know, regardless of your fitness level and all that. And that's something that I've loved. Um, it's, it's cool. They're usually 45 minute workouts, but I also teach a shortened version. I teach a 30 minute class. Um, we work on, you know, lower body booty squats, all that kind of stuff. You have oh, your cardio. Yeah. And then there's always a meditative cool down, which is one of my favorites. So we always send off our students and our classes with just a, a message for them to keep in mind, a reminder, things like that. So again, incorporating both the fitness side, but also kind of that mindset side of it too. So it's really cool. I love it. Nice. Now oh, I do that have is a question. Awesome. Now, where can I go to find you? I mean, we're local, right? So where can I get this cardio kickboxing class? So yeah, right now, I'm surprised I, you haven't done it. Well, so <laughs> I'm just getting into like talking about it more. Um, I teach on a virtual platform. So we actually have, she has several hundred instructors certified worldwide. We actually have people who are teaching in person in Germany and England right now too, which is wicked wow. cool. Um, we have a girl that was living in Hawaii for the last year. Her husband was transferred out there for work. So she was teaching. So right now the easiest place to go um, is in my Instagram. I have a link to sign up, but it's the virtual platform. So they have live classes streamed 20 to 25 different times every single week. She has a whole wow. recorded library. 
And then she also has a list of in-person classes in the local kind of Massachusetts area. So we have people in New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and then all across Massachusetts that are teaching like pop-up classes and things like that. So. Oh, how um, cool would it be if the, all of us went on a virtual course and, oh my God, why not? We could, we could do it. It's virtual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're I, and that, it's so funny you say that. I want to start doing it more because Boston has a thing called the wire and it's wellness for women in real estate, but it's geared more towards women in commercial real estate. So I'm like, how cool would it be to just start, you know, getting other women who are in this space across the country involved. And even if we did like, again, cause our schedules are always changing. So it's mm -hmm. like being able to kind of fit it into the cracks of your life. And that's why I like it because you can do recorded. But if we did like once a month, like a big virtual class or something like wow. that, just for fun and yeah, that's so great. I have ideas, but no, that's a really good idea, especially when you niche down to our community, right? Like you said, we, we don't have a whole lot of time and we got to fit it in the cracks. Exactly how you said right. it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Oh my gosh. I didn't want to like sneeze all over the computer. <laughs> Hold it in. Gabby, I think that's so cool that you're in the fitness industry and you're also a real estate agent. So can you tell us a little bit like how you got started? What transpired first? Was it fitness? Was it real estate? And how did you intertwine them both? Yeah, it's actually funny. I was just talking to my boyfriend about this um, this past weekend and we were kind of doing like a reflective moment because we just bought our second property and we were like, if you talk to us three years ago, four years ago, I this is not, this was a goal, but like to actually be kind of living that goal right now is crazy. So I've always been, active. I rode crew. I don't know if people know what that is, but mm -hmm. I've rode crew my entire life, um, high school, college, all that sort of thing. So I've always been in to some capacity, the fitness realm after college. Um, I kind of did a bunch of different things. I did spin, I did Zumba, you know, I did my own like strength workouts, things like that. I just love it. I need it to be fun. I need to be I'm very ADHD. So like, I need something different all the time. Um, so yeah, so the fitness thing has just always been a part of my life, not even so much for the physical, but for me, it's always been a mental thing. Um, growing up, just all the changes that I went through in family life and just friends and school and kind of some stuff that way, like the fitness was kind of the root for that. So that's always been my number one. Um, I actually started like doing kind of at-home workouts for a handful of, of years. And that's where I met this woman, Keisha. Um, her name is Keisha. She used to be Keisha Fitzgerald, but she's Keisha Get Mary now. And she is big into the personal development space. So when I started doing those types of workouts, she opened up my world to personal development. And wow. about a year into that, that kind of gave me the boost to leave my full-time job. I went to school for engineering. Um, I was working oh as God. a biomedical engineer, um, pretty good, cushy, whatever, you know, live right. the life sort of thing, but it just wasn't for me, it was not, I liked the money and I liked the travel, but long-term I was like, I can't do this forever. My dad's been in real estate for 30 years now. And I had this pull, I was like 25. And I was like, if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it? And I was like, I don't have kids. I don't have any responsibilities other than my student loans. That was kind of my biggest <laughs> thing. So as long things. as I can pay those bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine. So I jumped into real estate. Um, and I haven't turned back. And I'm like, I always have a fallback if I need it. But like right now, I just love the lifestyle, the impact, the possibility in real estate so much. And again, it really stemmed from kind of that fitness personal development world. So 
It's weird how I it all connects. That. <laughs> That's I how it works, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I absolutely love it, especially the freedom and opportunity that comes with real estate. And, you know, I, I want to piggyback on what you said about um, working out and making it like kind of like a mental thing, because mm -hmm. God knows I don't do it for physical because I cannot either I'm not eating enough or when I do eat, I'm, I'm not making smart choices like big portions or white rice and, you know, you got to live your life. Out. It's, it's the battle. So God knows that I do it for the mental because I, I know that when I don't work out, I get a little on edge. Like I know my body, I know how I mm -hmm. respond to not working out. So I totally understand um, where you're coming from as far as the mental pieces. Yeah. Um, but no, that's awesome. Wow. This is so inspiring. I love this. So you yeah. You just bought a second property and I saw on your Instagram story, you said something like, uh, like kind of about some kind of landlording issue. So I want to hear what, what happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny. And I, I think I did a good job. I said in there that it's not as bad as it could be, but it has the potential to get worse again. Welcome to life. Like, yes. you know, you, hindsight, it's like, nothing was really ever as bad as it was, but you know, you, you never know what can happen. So yeah. So talk about like real estate and the potential that it holds. Um, when I got into real estate, I'll kind of give a little bit of a backstory, but I was in the traditional side. So very much just helping home buyers and home sellers. And since two years ago, when we purchased our first multifamily, so we live in a two unit fam, uh, two unit house. So we're upstairs. We have tenants downstairs. Um, I kind of like that shifted. And I was like, there is actually so much more to real estate than just buying and selling just the opportunity that it holds and all that. So my boyfriend and I have really been running with this idea of trying to create like legacy, generational wealth that it will help us now, but in the long run, when we hopefully eventually do have a family and all that kind of stuff, we'll have something to pass down to them, but we'll also have something that our families now can enjoy and all that stuff. Because again, our parents, the way they did things is one way, but we want to be able to do more for them kind of thing. And like, again, create opportunity for them. So that's where we're at now. Um, which led us to save up, pinch our pennies and buy our second multifamily, Yay. which has three units. So right. in a year and a half, we ended up acquiring five units. Now we have all together, which is again, wild to think, but like, here we are. That's um, amazing. But with new ventures comes mm -hmm. new challenges. <laughs> so we've been so lucky with the girls that live downstairs in our place. Now they're fantastic. They pay rent on time. They keep to themselves. They've, I think, messaged us twice in the last two years that they've been here with issues. And they were like, why didn't you tell us this sooner? They're like, oh, we didn't want to bother you. So they're angels. They're absolute angels. And then oh, in this new nice. place, um, we inherited two tenants. So one floor is empty, which we'll actually eventually be moving into. But we inherited two tenants. And one is great. They're both great. One of them paid on time. She already paid us rent for this month and everything. Um, she was like, well, I want to sign a lease. I understand that the rent's going up, but I love it here. I want to stay. Cool. The second one, suddenly, after she signed a document before the closing stating that there was no issue in the house, eight days after we close, suddenly there is a, a, a rodent infestation and she doesn't feel safe living in a contaminated environment. 
Oh, so I'm like, all right, she's throwing out some big words that make me nervous because God forbid this escalates, like we can get in trouble. So again, we come from having tenants who are not basically yeah. non-existent. They just keep to themselves to this one who is like, she's right there again, not for anything bad. So we did the right stuff. We had pest control come out. There's mm-hmm. no evidence of there being anything there. Um, so it's a little bit of a weird situation. We're treading lightly. We're learning just how to document everything, right. cover our butts, do that kind of stuff. Um, we only just got rent today. So it was a little <laughs> bit of a like pulling teeth type of thing. So again, not the worst that it could be by any means. We're still right. grateful. We're still excited, but mm-hmm. a new thing Challenge. that we're dealing yeah, with. They're just, they're just <laughs> yes. kind of little bumps on the road you'll get through, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might so. be all over the place, but <laughs> that's how it feels like right now. And of course it's like, they say you want to do well in real estate. You want to do a lot of business, go on vacation or like get really busy in some other aspect of your life. And then real estate's going to go crazy. And I'm like, okay, that's where I'm at right now. So like help. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the growing pains. Have you taken like a landlord course at all? Like, have you So I have so many people that ask me, Hey, Aura, like, do you have, um, any information like, or, or any rules on being a landlord? Because I'm working with some first time investors and things like that. So where, where did you do your landlord course? Just out of curiosity. So we did it to buy this house. We did what's called a mass housing program, um, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, it's specific to the state of Massachusetts and a lot of states I've learned do have programs similar to this. Um, so basically what they did is, you know, how like first time home buyers, they can take a course and you get like a closing cost credit, or you get a reduction on your interest rate, that kind of thing. This was very similar. So we did the first time home buyers course, but because we were buying a multifamily, we did the landlord course too, which I thought it was great. It gave you all of the resources in Massachusetts that you need. So mass housing, um, just go to their website and they'll say, are you a homeowner? Are you a, an investor, a landlord type of thing? And it'll lay out all the resources for you. Um, another one specific to Massachusetts is the greater Boston board. So all the nice. real estate boards should have kind of resources, but greater Boston has been a big one for, for all the local, local people looking, looking to get into that. Love it. Thank you for answering yeah. that question. Yeah. I'll send you links too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll have to look into that here in Texas. I don't know if we have something like that, but I'm still just now starting to kind of dabble and figure out, okay, well, you know, what's our next move as far as an investment. So just like, like you're doing, I mean, multifamily is a great way. A lot of people don't know to be able to get in, rent out the rest, you know, refi out, out of it and then get into something else. Um, and now you have those, yeah. those two units already while you're in this new one. So um, yep. that's yep. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. We're learning as we go. Like I said, like if we didn't have this one, we would not have been able to save up as quickly for the next one. You know, if we were paying, I think, yeah, we're paying right now. And again, it's different across the country because I hear people's numbers in like Texas or in the Midwest. And I'm like, wow, those numbers are way (laughs) different than what we have. But for Massachusetts being a very tenant friendly and very expensive Mm -hmm. state to live in. um, I think we're only paying right now, like $500 a month to for our housing expenses. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's between the two of us too, which is nice. Wow. (laughs) See, there's so much opportunity in real estate. I mean, people do 
Um, just think of like their, you know, primary residence, single family or condo or whatever, but um, investing in real estate, I mean, that is like one of the biggest things that people really should do. They should yeah. invest in real estate. Um, so I'm glad, I'm happy to hear that you're, you're doing this whole journey with investing and you're, you're doing the fitness aspect, the wellness, the mindset. I mean, that aligns with everything in our show. And yeah. that's why we had on. I'm like, I mean, it was just like an automatic, like, yes, hello, let's invite her on the show. Yeah, no, it's so cool. And then even just the real estate side, more than real estate, obviously there's all of that. But the thing I like about real estate is it allows you the flexibility to have all that. Like I'm, we're doing, like I said, this investment stuff, it's not for us to buy more houses. It's so we can pay for future kids college. It's so we can maybe have vacations together. It's, you know, I have mm -hmm. student loans and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, so much more. And that's what I want people to understand. That's why I like this industry so much. So I, I appreciate know. you guys like bringing it all together. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, we're trying, we're learning as we go too. So, <laughs> you know, we'd love to bring rock stars like you to share, you know, like kind of your perspective and things like that. And you're in the EXP family too. We love that. I know. I know. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, we could dive into, go ahead, Vanessa, go, go, go. Are you going to EXP con? I'm not. So <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I'll do it next year. I only joined, I just joined EXP this year. Um, and between the houses and I've already had a couple conferences lined up. So I'm going to be actually down in Arizona um, just before, is it before or just after you told EXP? Me before, yeah. Is that right? So either way, it's like on the other end of it. And like that trip's been booked for a while. So I'm like, it's tough because yeah. I'm still like finding my, like I'm so a solo agent. Just drive you know a I mean? few like, hours like to I know, I, Vegas. I, really, I mean, we're going to be could, so And cold. I have a timeshare in Vegas. So <laughs> I really could make it work. But no, but know, maybe we'll see. For sure. Yeah. 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 I need to, because everyone's saying that that's like, again, it's the collaboration, all the great minds come together and it's just like such an empowering thing. So it would hundred percent next year. No question. This year. I didn't not. go my first year. So. I mean, okay. you, 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 this is my first time going, I've been a VXP, I think four years now. So I'm just okay. finally getting the EXP con, but it seems like the right time for me. So it works when it works for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I didn't go last year because I had a five month old and there was no way. <laughs> was, was, bye, bye baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it off. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. Gabby, I'm interested to know though, like I want to get granular on like what your, like a day in a life looks like, like morning routine, night routine, you seem super fit, put together, you're successful, you're doing all the things. So, I mean, I want to know, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm, it's changing, honestly. So uh, seasons of life are going to come and go. I'm coming out. I'll be honestly very transparent. I'm coming out of a very tough season for me, myself. It was just one of those weird times where like, I felt like I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted for this next stage and all that stuff. And I had left my dad's company and I was still, I think, kind of grappling with that a little bit because my dad is the reason I got into this business and leaving him and all of the knowledge and everything and the opportunity that he gave me was like a very difficult decision. So the beginning of this year was tough in that respect because he's my go-to guy. Like I call, nice. I joke with him. I'm like, I'm going to just start charging or paying you as a consultant of mine. Like I call him for everything. Aww. So, so Aww. yeah. So coming out of a tough season, 
And, um, but generally in the perfect world and what I've been actually really back on top of the next, the last handful of weeks is waking up roughly the same time every single day. And I journal and I work out and I say workout, I journal and I move my body because some days a full workout is not it. I'll take the dogs for a walk. I'll run in the yard with them. I'll do yoga. Like today was a yoga day for me. Um, but the two biggest things is getting up journaling and moving my body. And it sounds super cliche and super corny, but it's obviously a cliche for a reason that like starting your day in some way like that literally changes everything, you know, and with us having so much stuff going on right now, like even this morning, I was like, eh, I, I don't have to work out. I don't have to do that. And I'm really glad that I did because the way the day's unfolding, I'm like, I would have been, I would have been kicking myself if I didn't spend <laughs> 25 minutes just stretching and doing some yoga. So honestly, it's simple. Like those two things and a good breakfast. I love my, my smoothie bowls, my protein bowls, but Ooh, talk like to us about that. Meals. Talk to oh. us about the smoothie bowl. Like, what do you put in it? How do you do it? Tell me all that. So whatever protein kick I'm on at the time. So right now I'm on a big Organifi kick. Um, it's an all natural oh. organic protein powder. Um, I just do vanilla but I do that. I do oats, flaxseed. And mm. then if I'm feeling it, there's like a green powder that gives you all the other good gut stuff. Um, mm-hmm. also from Organifi. So I'll throw that in there. And then I just do a little bit of non-fat Greek yogurt. And then I throw whatever berries or fixings in. So sometimes I'll do like coconut, banana, and chocolate chips. Other times I'll do just all the berries. So that's like, Oh my gosh, that sounds good. Mine <laughs> it sounds so good. You don't like yeah. coconut? The only Latina in the world that does not like coconut. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yes. The only Latina. I love a coconut flake. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we there's acai bowls here in San Antonio. I don't know if y'all have ever had an acai bowl. I freaking oh, love yeah. acai bowls. And so I've been wanting to try to make one at home. I haven't gotten there yet, but I feel like the protein smoothie bowls are almost just about that. What I can't, what were you going to say? No, it, it's never the same. I got to say, it's as much not, as I right? love it and I have it every day. <laughs> It's just not the same as going to a place that like specializes in them. <laughs> I know. I know. I keep trying to make it the same, but it, it doesn't work. But you said that you put oats in your bowl. I'm like, how do you do that? I can't figure out the oats. Is it like an overnight oat or it's like a dry? Like, how do you? It depends. Oh. When I was back on like the meal prepping train, which I have not been on in a very long time, um, I would do the overnight oats. So I would just throw the protein powder, the oats and like either the milk or the yogurt in a jar and leave it in the fridge. I just do the dry oats. So it's just like a whole grain oat that I have. And I, I'm not a like t- texture people, people who are weird about textures. It, this probably wouldn't fly for them, but for me, yeah. it doesn't, I actually like having like the different textures. So you have like the cool smoothie aspect, but then you have kind of like, I guess that crunch ish with the oats yeah. in it. And I do, I just mix it all in. It's just a dry oat that I just toss in there. If I do a smoothie mm. smoothie, like I actually with the blender blend it, um, usually the quick oats are a little bit yeah. smaller. So those get chopped yeah. up easier, but I do I the, just... my blending smoothies with the quick yeah. oats. <laughs> yeah. So you know what else I love is, um, chia seeds. I'm like, obsessed. Oh, yes. oh yes. With chia yep. seeds, but I like them soaked and thick. Like I don't okay. like them raw. Like, like, well, they say you, you like yeah. them jelly. I like them jelly. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good for you they have all the fats all yeah the fats. all the good oh. fats yeah they're like superfood 
Well, that's awesome. So then now, so we know like you wake up, you do your workout, you journal or movement as you called it, which is makes sense. Sometimes I get in my head where I'm like, if it's not a workout, I'm not doing it. And I probably just need to like wake up and do some jumping jacks and get like the lymphatic going or something, you know, <laughs> five minutes, like seriously. Yeah. Like, and that's something that over the year, I say over the years. So I just turned 30 this year. Um, and pre 30, three years ago, thank you. <laughs> Um, before like 2019 ish, I was dead set on that. And I have to thank my sister too, cause she and I are polar opposites in every sense of the word. And she tried to like, get me to realize that like movement is going to be different for everybody and whatever. But I used to think if I didn't get a good sweat in, if I wasn't in pain, if I wasn't dying at the mm-hmm, end of my workout, mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it. Um, mm-hmm. but then I yeah. did, and then I ended up getting sick and that changed a lot for me. So I still have phases again where I feel good and I'm going to push myself and it's great, but I very much have learned to give myself grace. And that's mm-hmm. even my boyfriend says, he's like, you got to learn to rest. And I don't really know how to do that, but I've learned mm-hmm. a lot more recently. Again, how to pump the brakes, how to say no, how to schedule in. Like I was just talking to one of the other instructors today. Um, and she was like, I'm getting back to work and I'm stressed because I schedule in my workout, but then I'm still stressed. I'm like, so just like you schedule in your workout, schedule in your rest. Like right. you gotta have time for both of those and easier said than done. Believe me. Like I said, I I'm still love figuring that. as I go. I need to schedule rest. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game changer. I put in three days a week. I put in my calendar, 20 minute meditation. I don't actually medit. Maybe I do. I don't really know. I put 20 minutes of just sound on Spotify. I sit mm. down and I just don't do anything for 20 minutes. And then my alarm goes off and I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. So <laughs> yeah, just I that's my rest. sometimes my rest time. <laughs> so, but it, it works and it sounds that's again, good. simple and silly, but like, you got to find what works for you. I'm, I'm in that phase of just like, I've kind of have gotten a good, I've had enough years under my belt of trying different things where like, all right, I'm like, this definitely works. This doesn't, this does. So, um, I've been able to hone in, which I think people will look at it and be like, oh, well, you're just, you're just so good at it. You're just so on top of it. And I'm like, well, it's mm-hmm. been like 10 years in the making. So trust me right from the outsider looking in or yeah. the outside looking in, it looks simple, but I mean, every, even me posting stories on working out at five 30 in the morning, do you think it's like, yay, I'm yeah. ready to no, it's me rolling my ass out of bed, hitting the floor, you know, a couple of times stumbling. And then I got to drag my butt out of the house. Like that is so hard. It's so yeah. hard because the whole house is peaceful. Even the dogs, even the dogs are looking at me like, you're crazy. What are you I'm doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're not even like, and they're easily excitable. And when I wake up that early in the morning, they like, don't even acknowledge me. <laughs> But I oh want to tap into, um, you said, you mentioned that, I, and I know, and I know you from, you know, we're, we're local and we're friends yeah. and we co-broke together. <laughs> so, um, I do want to dive into, um, you know, your, your, um, your journey, journey, especially. Yes. So I want to dive into that because I really feel what, what stood out um, to me of you was when you stood up in front of the our our local board the central mass uh, association of realtors i i thought it was like such a beautiful speech and you know just to hear your story and i've known you all this whole time and i kind of knew that you were in and out of like 
you know, treatments and stuff, but I didn't know, you know, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I was, it was just before my 27th birthday and I, well, the year before hindsight, I get being super into like, you got to go hard. You got to go crazy. I decided to run a marathon, my first marathon ever. So I ran the Chicago marathon. I was training for it. And the whole year that I was training was hell. I was getting sick nonstop. I had walking pneumonia at one point. I was spiking fevers left and right. Like my energy levels were low. There was one point where I couldn't work out or run for like two months. And this was two months before the marathon. So there was a chance that I wasn't even going to run it. Whatever, pushed through, made it, did the marathon. Coolest experience ever. One of the most painful experiences ever, but um, we did it. And then shortly after that, about a month later, so this is in November of 2018, I noticed that I had some weird lumps. And I was like, being a bio major, I was like, oh, I've been sick. These are right where my lymph nodes are. It's probably just because I'm sick. My body's fighting something. Okay, cool. Little did I know was my body actually fighting something a lot more than what I had anticipated. Um, so the lumps didn't go away for about two months. It was right before Christmas. I called my doctor and I was like, Hey, can you just check this out? Because me and my Googling was like, all right, it's one <laughs> of two things mm. and don't recommend doing that. But I just was in that headspace where like, I felt like I could handle whatever the news was. So I was like, yeah. So I go in and she examines me and she looks at me and she goes, uh, Gab, she goes, I I'd like you to go to the ER tonight. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Mm. Sorry. Can I swear on this show? Of course. Me casa to casa. So I was like, all right. I go, can you be honest with me? Cause I was like the two things that I Googled was it's either lymphoma, which is a blood cancer or it's mono. And she kind of was like, it's definitely not mono. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was working at a restaurant. I had just been in, I've been in real estate for one year. So I was working as the admin at my dad's office. I was working, I was waitressing at night to just try to, again, make ends meet until I built up my business. So I called my, the restaurant and I was like, Hey, I'm not coming in. I got to go to the hospital. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I'm not really sure yet. So long story short, after about three, two to three weeks or so of like test after test, just to confirm everything, they told me that I had stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of a blood cancer. Um, so after that, I ended up going through fertility treatments because they were like, it's a slower growing cancer, which is probably like, you've probably been fighting this for at least the last year to two years, which now it made sense why I was getting sick so much during my training and all that stuff. But they were like, it's slow growing that if you wait another month to get your treatment started, it's not going to make much of a difference. So I ended up going through fertility treatment because my mom was like, Gab, you're young. You've always said you wanted a family. Like, what if this changes things? So mm -hmm. that was an interesting experience. Um, so I went through that. I have 13 little little me's frozen in Boston. Oh, just kind of no hanging out. Kidding. Yeah. So they they didn't do the full, like it's not like an IVF. They have the eggs. They're not full embryos, but they have the eggs frozen. So if and when that time comes, if there's ever a problem, I have kind of a backup, which is cool, but weird to think. Um yeah. and then yeah, wow. I started my treatments, uh, chemotherapy. I went every other week for a little over six months. Um, so February through pretty much August, I was living at Dana-Farber every other week I would go. I had my routine again, me being an early person. I was like, I want to get the worst part of my day over with. So I would go in on Tuesday mornings at 7am. People were like, why? 
I'm like, cause then I have the whole day to like relax and do my thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so I did that. I ended up had horrible hair loss. So I shaved my head. My boyfriend shaved his his head and then Aww. oddly enough my dad had just gotten his hair cut that day so like Aww. we all saw each other the day that we did it we have a picture of the three of us all bald oh, that's whatever so, uh, that's <laughs> giving me like goosebumps Jeez. yeah but so yeah so I did I turned 27 I was just about halfway through on my 27th birthday um with all my chemo and stuff like that and it was it, it's funny hindsight it was hard it was one of the hardest things I had to go through but I have to say afterwards was almost harder because you know when you're in it like if you pick if you're going to train for something you know what the end goal is and you know how to get there like you know what you need to do and so that's kind of in a weird way what this was it was like okay I have x amount of treatments I have an idea of what the side effects are going to be like throughout I kind of know the progression of it and I know when I'm supposed to be done so it was just the mindset of like I'm in it I'm doing what I have to do and then afterwards COVID happened so I was not even six months in remission and everyone, the world shut down. So like that year for me was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do I, ha- I don't have an end goal. I don't have a like work. How is work going to be and all this stuff. So in a weird way, the year after my treatment was over was probably one of the hardest years mentally wow. just to like figure out mm-hmm. is my body. Okay. Is it going to come back? Okay. Wait, what about work? How am I going to make money? Like it was again, and they say the whole, like, you know, tough times, you know, show you what you're really made of kind of thing. Right. And I'm grateful for having gotten through it and just having learned everything that I learned. So wow. it was a wild and ride just to have like <laughs> such a positive outlook on all of that. Like, wow, that's huge. Gabby. I yeah. really appreciate your beautiful story because you know, it, it, it even goes to like, even the silly quote I said earlier this week, you know, you can't focus on material things. It's, it's, it's love. It's, it's, it's us. We got to love us. We got to love yeah. us. You know, it's, it's more than just material things. Look at the stuff that you went through. Like that's. Yeah. Man. And it's funny. One thing like people would always person. say, they're like, Oh, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. And yes, from the, you know, cancer front, but also just in life. I remember distinctly, we were in, it was, I think June and I was almost done. I had ended up going into the hospital because I got a fever. I had some infection. So they were all freaked out about that. And I had gotten home from the hospital. We were at my dad's house and we were sitting beautiful, sunny day. We had grilled. My dad's girlfriend was over. Um, My boyfriend was there. My sister was home and all of them sitting around the dinner table were like, I couldn't do it if I was you. And I'm like, but how do you know that? Because you haven't, you're not in it. I'm in it. So now I know looking back what I'm actually capable of. I never wish that on anybody and I hope they never have to go, but in a different respect, it's like, we see all these people, we see social media, we see all these successful for us, maybe real estate agents or investors, or you see these people with these vacation homes and whatever. And you're like, "Ah, I could never do it, but it's like, how do you know until you put Mm -hmm. yourself in the situation where you're faced with it? So again, from a health standpoint, it's like, if that's your option, if your option is stay sick or fight through, I guarantee you, you're going to fight through. But then same thing with life. If you're faced with a stay where I'm at or get uncomfortable, but have the potential to grow into God knows what it's like, I'm going to pick that. I'm going to have, you know, that option. So I don't know. It's all about like choices and stuff like that. And that's something again, that I've 
very much learned to understand and embrace in just a different capacity because we all know yeah. it we do oh that's well and you mentioned that it was it was hard even harder after right which is crazy to think you think it'd be like you said harder in it but because you're faced with it you're just full force you know headed towards the goal and then you reach the goal and now you're like okay what do what do i do and then all the craziness happening in the world so what what were you grasping for like what was your like anchor to keep you like keep your mindset going or to improve i mean so many people would possibly just you know not necessarily give up but almost just give in to everything that's going around i feel like covid made or break everybody right oh, yeah. you're either going to do something or you're not going to do anything yeah um, so what did that look like for you yeah i mean part of it for me it, it wasn't so so bad because the whole world was going through it so it was like <laughs> right the whole not, cold. not i know that sounds horrible but like <laughs> you couldn't go anywhere so it's like mm -hmm. it wasn't just i like for me when i was in treatment I because I had such a low immunity and all that stuff everyone was nervous every time I said hey I want to go out to dinner or hey I want to do this because everyone's like but Gab you can get so sick when COVID happened no one could go anywhere so I was like all right well I'm not the only one stuck at home so I get that um but I think for me that I, I don't know really what I grasped but it was more so just the idea like all right I just made it through last year <laughs> yeah. if I made it through that like I think I'm going to be okay. Again, we didn't know. I, I didn't quite grasp like the severity of COVID to some degree. I was still coming out of that whole, like, all right, you just had a bunch of chemicals and drugs pumped into your body. You're still here. You're still standing. Like <laughs> you're, you're going to be okay. Kind of thing. Right. Uh, but for me, it was just like, a, I leaned into the quiet, um, which sounds kind of weird, but again, a lot of what I've learned the last year is in the in the quiet finding the rest and all that like that's where a lot of like your best ideas are going to come that's where a lot mm -hmm. of your inspiration is going to come and so that for me having covid being kind of stuck at home and all that stuff um i was able to just kind of like figure out okay what do i want like what is my gut telling me like what am i actually excited about and all that stuff and that did sort of give me the idea of like, maybe a different company would be good for me. Maybe getting into the investment space would be good for me in that sense that I actually got certified as the kick it instructor while I was in the middle of chemotherapy. Like I went in bald as wow. a baby, like I just, I did it. And then I'm like, Oh, I could, I can do more with this. So it was kind of like, that's what got me through is just the stillness and then leaning into like my inner voice. And again, I sound weird saying that, but no, like, it doesn't no, sound weird at all. It's true. I, yeah. I mean, we, we talk about these things like quite often with our coaches and stuff. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta slow down to speed mm -hmm. up. And I, and I always refer to that because it's true. It's, it's when the calm happens, you get to like recoup, rethink, re like get clarity direction. And then you, you go in again, you, you go back to the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. love that. It was, it was, yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride, I have to say. And like going through treatment, I think the other reason it was easy, not easy, it was easier for me to just be in that moment was because I had everyone else around me who knew what was happening and I could say no to things. And I said, no guilt-free. And that's something I'm learning to do again now mm -hmm. where, cause I going through treatment, it was like, okay, I'm sick. I'm tired. I don't feel good. People were like, oh, yep. We understand. We get it. And then COVID, it was like, well, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So it's okay for me to be home and be still and be quiet. 
And then last year was a little bit different where it was like all of a sudden the world opened back up and it was like, oh, but you got to go to these networking events and you got to talk to these people and you should be traveling here and you got to go here and you got to do this. So for a little bit, my mind was like, oh my God, what the hell am I supposed to do? I can't do all of this. (laughs) And then I'm, I'm like, you know what? The last two years I was able to say no and be quiet just because now it might be a little bit harder to do that. It doesn't mean it's any less important. So that's again, kind of coming out of like transitioning companies and just kind of really leaning into myself. It was hard for a while because I wasn't able to say no to everything that I should have said no to. And now that I'm kind of doing that more and again, selfishly putting myself first, it's been a lot easier and things have just seemed to kind of fall into place a lot easier too. So don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. We hear that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of mindset, I mean, your confidence, you can tell you just exude it. And I wanted to ask your advice on something because I know me and you, I can see we both share a scar like on our test. And I know you got a photo session. You're like, this is me. I'm like, I've had this for 26 years and I'm still so self-conscious. So how did you just like learn to embrace and like, this is a big part of my journey. I still have my days. And I think accepting the fact that you're still going to have your days is one thing. Um, But again, with getting into the fitness space, this woman, Keisha, she's been a big source of inspiration just to get in that mindset. And the biggest reason I think I've been able to embrace my story is because there's someone out there who needs to hear it. And I don't sit there every single day and share all the details, but I get in these modes where like, I will share a lot more, you know, about my story, my history, my goals, whatever. I'm a lot more open than other seasons of life, but the feedback that I've gotten and on weird things, like I'll post a whole big, long thing and I'm thinking it's going to resonate this way with people. And then someone pulls this little tiny snippet of like, Ooh, the way you talked about that, or, Oh, when you did this, that was me too. It's like, people as much as you think you're one person in this whole big giant world it's like embracing your story allows people to understand that they're not alone and -hmm. it allows people to kind of step into themselves that much more and again I think just by trial and error putting myself out there and getting that feedback has been a way for me to like just keep going to keep going with it you know um one thing Keisha says is she's like the more action you take the more you try new things, you step out of your comfort zone, the more repetitive you do things, you're putting little deposits into this confidence Mm -hmm. bucket. So then when you have those crappy days or those days that you're down on yourself or those days that are a lot harder, you have this big bucket full of all of these little tiny moments and actions that you've taken that you can draw on. And then once that that depletes, you kind of build yourself back up and then you kind of do small things again. You build that bucket back up to draw on on those crappy days. And it's just like that cycle. So it's not always easy. Um, but I've definitely honed into what I'm passionate about, what I believe in and just kind of starting to run with that more and more has made, you know, that confidence boost a lot easier, I guess. So, and this, believe me, this is tough. I like, I keep my hair here. here, I'm always covering it. Yeah. And mine, apparently I get it's a keloid is what it's called is this way Mm -hmm. the scar is. And I used to have a ton growing up total side tangent here. Um, I had cystic (laughs) acne growing up and I had these all over my back from acne. When I went through chemo, all of those disappeared. Like they're just flat. Now it looks like nothing. I get this freaking thing when my port was taken out and I'm like, seriously, I can't win. So there are days Uh, where I look at it and I'm like, it is like this growth 
and I'm like, what the heck? But then I'm like, you know what? It could be a lot worse. I could be still battling. I could still be fighting. It could have ended differently. And so if this is all I got from it, then dude, it's like a reminder that you're like a freaking warrior. You know what I mean? Like almost like it, like to embrace it. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's easier said than done, but I mean, it's just a daily reminder how, how far you've come and you're, and what you've made it through. You know, I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Show it off, Anna. Show it (laughs) off. (laughs) Take it off, Anna. (laughs) When, when you're ready, little by little, again, too, like do it around the house and all that. Like even, I have to say having the support that I've had around me, like AJ, especially we were two, two years into dating, 25, 26 years old. And he, I get cancer and I'm like, what? that's a hell of a trip for you. Like you're dating this girl and all of a sudden at 26 years old, like this is what you have to go through as a support. And I couldn't have been more lucky to have him by my side through the whole thing. And I think that also helped too. Cause he embraced, like he'll always tell me, he's like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what you're, what you're worried about. Like, what are you, what are you afraid of? What are you embarrassed about? I'm like, okay, fine. Well, tell AJ, he's a real man. He's a real man. (laughs) You tell AJ, okay? I will. I will let him know. (laughs) Oh, before I forget, what is this orange drink or yellow drink that you're drinking? It's just my my pre workout. It it is a pre workout technically, but it's like an all natural pre workout. It like looks delicious. It's lemon flavor, and I think Mm. it's the first lemon flavored anything that I actually enjoy, and I'm like addicted to it. (laughs) Can you drop it on the? on the link. I'll share it. Talking. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. It's good. I have Running another one I'm going to try. Um, have you guys heard of Arbon? Arbon? Mm-hmm. Arbon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone just gave me a new, like one of their fizz stick things to try. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll see if I like it. But like my energize is like my favorite. So yeah. <laughs> we'll okay. With the Arbon though, I put that in my water bottle. My friend gave it to me during right before our Zumba class and it exploded all over the floor. Whoa. so yeah no th- oh because it is it's fizzy it's carbonated yeah. right yeah. ah good to know yeah no this the yellow stuff is a lemon flavor it's called energize um but what I like about it is it's not 100% natural because they obviously have to give you a little boost but I don't do coffee like, I don't like the smell of coffee my body does not uh-huh. need a lot of caffeine no, oh I my don't. god I I'm such a freaking addict I know <laughs> most people are it's weird AJ and I were probably one of the only households in America that does not own a coffee pot because neither of us drink it so we literally that's we not a bad a thing we bought a keurig and it's collecting dust in our cabinet because if we have guests <laughs> come over we're like we need to give them yeah. something so but no it's, it's all like yeah yeah right in the corner it's fine just kidding but yeah no the the energy wow. I like because even my oncologist he was like it's low enough dosages of everything where it's not going to throw your body out of whack. So like, you're fine with it. So that's kind of one like, all right, if he said it was okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, Does it give you like um, the normal tingles from a pre-workout? No, no, no. And that's why I like it. Cause like, I, I only drank half of it this morning. Cause I was doing more of a yoga thing, but like when I get up early, I'm not as like energized as I used to be. So I give that, I have that for a little boost and I don't have like the heart racing or anything like that. Some people even do two scoops of it. I just do the one scoop. Um, but it's a good, like, even just like slow little, it's like you drink like two or three cups of tea that has caffeine, like green tea extract, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think my pre-workout's a little strong. <laughs> it's called insanity. <laughs> okay. So that, yeah, <laughs> that would give it away right there. <laughs> insanity. That's why people are like, you're crazy waking up that early in the morning. <laughs> well, you have your insanity to help you along. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, this was so good. I'm so glad we were able to chit chat with you, Gabby, and you let us yeah. in. You were super vulnerable and it, it's super inspiring, especially for anyone who's, you know, complaining about little things, right? It makes me think about my problems and I'm like, okay, it could always be worse. And of course we don't want to compare, but yeah. just knowing that maybe this is happening for like, not necessarily reason, but not to you, for you, right? For like, you. That's yep. what I say. love that. And again, we always have a choice and we can choose to kind of sit and wallow in it or whatever, or we can choose to decide, we can decide that, okay, this is here. This is what I'm going to deal with. I'm going to get through it. And then we're going to keep going. So, and now you're a voice and now you're a voice. You know what I mean? You can, you can share your journey. You can, you you have more impact on people even now. So it's just, it's beautiful. Like you're wonderful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. This has been so fun. I'm so glad I got to oh, do this. Oh, yeah. Thank and you. before we close out too, I, I where do where can people find you? What's like the best platform? Um, Instagram or Facebook. It's the same. I mean, my Facebook, like my public page is just Gabby Demick, D-E-M-A-C. Um, but Instagram and then my business Facebook page is just Gabby Demick.re for both of them. Okay. Try to make it easy. I'm still getting used to the whole, just like all these platforms, this <laughs> yeah, whatever, <I> know. <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, and reels Listen. and business pages, and then we're all, all doing websites. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. We'll be sure to drop your links in the comments so people can connect with you. Yeah. And um, to our audience tuning into our podcast, make sure you join us live on Facebook. Just look us up more than real estate and make sure you tune in every Friday. This month, Audit is announcing on our stories. Uh, who our guest is each week. So it's just hashtag more than real estate. Find us on IG and we'll see you on the next episode. Yay. Bye, ladies. Wonderful.